Yeah, well, unlike you, I don't get into that blue-collar labor stuff. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. <gasps> what happened? <laughs> uh, and I'm Brenna McCauley, your anime egg. I'm smooth now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exciting updates in everybody's lives. First and foremost, <laughs> Brendan shaved his head. Yay! Yes. I know it's uh, the biggest. The, the primary one. Everyone reached their final form uh, this past week. Truly. <laughs> some for the better, some for the worse. <laughs> we won't say yeah. whose. And I mean, less important, I'm married now, so. Yeah, they did yeah. a little something out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, whatever. Everybody was there, and it was a great time. And yeah. I married the love of my life. Boom. And, um... Whatever, you know? Who cares? It's why we took off a week. Happiness, you know, uh, fulfilling a lifetime of uh, joy and grace and uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Now that that's out of the way. (laughs) I can't believe you married someone you met through Homestuck. Fucking Uh, wild. I I want that on the record publicly. (laughs) Well, okay, so, listener. uh, My brother, my brother Ben, was our officiant and in the first draft of the ceremony like he showed me it was just like an introduction he had thought of like a a year before and um he said that we met through homestuck he said it he said the name (laughs) but then uh during the actual ceremony at the wedding last week a couple weeks ago now i guess Eh, no still kind of a week um he said we met through a web comic and a randomized uh, chat room. He did not said, <laughs> say we met because of Homestuck on Omegle. So, <laughs> bless my brother Ben. <laughs> uh, but everybody good. knows, so. Uh, just just uh, generation proofing it of like, <laughs> oh, when, when someone years down the line reads this story written down, they don't just get into weird terminology. Good looking out for the history books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we're back here. We're back here. We're back at our roots. Our we shameful, sure shameful internet roots. Mm. You could say this is our destiny or even our fate. Uh, got it. <laughs> so you genuinely uh, got hurt. Uh, <laughs> I, I turned into a medieval jester in the middle there. Uh, that is my final form, unfortunately. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we've got a couple different recommendations for a couple different Fate series, because... You know, it's anime. Uh, one show <laughs> has a million different uh, entry points. Um, but yeah, so we've gotten recommendations from a few people. But Google told me to start with Fate Stay Night, the 2006 one. If that makes it clear, because even that one, there's also another one that came out recently with an extra subtitle <laughs> called Unlimited Blade. So... Well, Did we start in the right spot? I sure hope so. You will tell me otherwise. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God! I, will it make a difference? Do any of us truly know Fate's Day Night? I, uh, I've heard of it. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I fully thought that the Fate series was like an erotic <laughs> visual novel dating sim. Is it not? It's not. Huh? It is a visual novel. There is like a game, but it okay. is unfortunately not er- erotic. <laughs> <laughs> I fully know this series as JoJo's, but you date your stand, so I guess I was also wrong in that. Mm. Well, I also know this because I know somebody who really enjoys it, and Brendan, you're going to get a kick out of this. They oh also love ReZero. Hmm. Yeah. So, it's waifu, mate. Who knows? Great endorsement. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was uh, one of those series where I 
I heard the title in uh, working in localization of stuff that was going on, but I was like, I I don't know. There's some like my brain can either remember it as like some King Arthur shit or mm-hmm. just some other like fantasy fairy tale stuff, but I could mm-hmm. be conflating some other shows. So all I know is yeah. Big big old war with knights and stuff, but I guess uh, uh, they're JoJo's. So, cool. <laughs> uh, that'll go great. We all yeah. have very differing thoughts about what this could be. There's a purple, there's a lady with purple hair in this, and I've seen a lot of pornography of her. So I guess it's a oh. popular series. There you go. Great. <laughs> That's it. the knowledge I'm going in with. <laughs> Well, uh, get those expectations sky high in that case as we all have very different opinions on how these first three episodes will go. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Sponsor. Oh. Oh. I was going to say back, but... <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. yours also equally as interesting as... Uh, <laughs> as I was being back. Here's an ad. <laughs> just as interesting as our show. It's a glowing endorsement. Ah, uh, so... I, I'm going to just get this out in front, because I know y'all will be mad at me. Uh, it's Zatch Bell. We got Zatch Bell again. Oh. Oh. Mm. I guess... Uh, I've blocked out the plot of Zatch Bell, so... <laughs> it's Pokemon with children. This is Pokemon with hot people? Hot historical <laughs> figure people? Uh, well, uh, dear listener, I have the first episode to recap, but there's just so much stuff. Let me... <laughs> I'm gonna try to condense it um, a little bit, and then we'll go through, like, the pace of the show. But first <laughs> off, there's just a lot going on. It's uh, a great a lot way to start off. On. And very little of it is interesting. So, uh, <laughs> we start out. Uh, I say that, and we start out with two wizards blowing up a city. <laughs> Boring as fuck. So, yeah, uh, I say that. That's the opening of the series. So, um, we hit the peak already. So, uh, uh, we see uh, these two people fighting. They blow up a city. And uh, I'm, j- again, going to... Uh, conflate some scenes just to get this out a little more linearly. Uh, there's only one survivor, uh, a young, a young boy limping out of the city, collapses, but is rescued by a mysterious stranger. Some might call him a mage. Nah. Uh. <laughs> um, his name is somewhere in my notes, but oh, it is names? Emia. Uh. Yeah, Emya is the uh, name of the wizard. Uh, Kuritsugu. It's Emya is the family name. That's what they call the main character. Uh, it's his adopted family name. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so learning this now. Yes, uh, <laughs> I realized this was what they call the main character in episode two. So uh, <laughs> uh, they bring in this boy. Uh, he's like, "Hey, guess what? I'm a wizard. G- can you do some magic?" cool not as good as me though um but yeah uh uh, he gets brought in by a wizard uh he learns uh eventually that uh he has magic uh uh the boy is not very good at magic especially compared to like the grandmaster wizard that uh uh papa emia was but uh (laughs) He passes away, and some family friends, like, look after him. And uh, uh, little Emya uh, inherited his old samurai mansion. So he has a uh, uh, ch- child living alone check. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Okay. So. <laughs> that was set up. Orphan boy brought in magic. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Emya can do sort of, like... Blue collar magic. He he's do... like a, he's like Gwen Grayson from Sky High. <laughs> he can feel technology. 
Wait, which one? <clears throat> oh, Get right. Them circuits in it's my It's the hot one. Yeah. Mary, Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so he's, uh, there's a purple hair girl. I assume this is the one from Brendan's favorite porn, but. Uh, no. <laughs> Not his favorite, I hope. <laughs> Mine has a, bl- a bandana on a blindfold. Uh, oh boy. Um, uh, okay. Um, so, uh, the, <laughs> no, it's fine. The backfired immediately. Uh, um, oh, and we also, outside of all this, we see a young woman casting a spell. Oh, summoning someone, saying like, "Ooh, the most powerful card in my deck. I summon you, a peculiar blonde stranger who has a witty rapport with me already. Cool." Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, uh, we see what purple hair girl has a name, logically, as like characters do in media, <laughs> but for the life it's, of me... It's Sakura. It's Sakura, yeah. Sakura, thank you. You're um, welcome. It's 2006, they're not trying to be too creative here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, she's always uh, helping uh, look after Emya and... Uh, Miss uh, Fujimura, uh, who a descendant from one of uh, the mage, but mage is friends is also there and checks up on them. Essentially, they all have dinner together, uh, and there's just sort of like a found family. Uh, so, uh, trying to scroll through and figure out what is actually relevant to the story <laughs> and what is just a vehicle for. Hey, this is uh, the introduction to an anime. Is it's a lot. Yeah. Um, There's an Ida. He's not important. I just we haven't had he's one there. in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, there are uh, uh, relevant stuff. Uh, maybe <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, news reports about gas leaks and oh, all these strange occurrences over the city of. Uh, uh, attacks and violence and well, what's happening? Um, there's uh, as they're going to school, they see cop cars racing by. We learn later on that they're going to like a quadruple homicide of a family. Oh, who could do such a thing? <gasps> um, uh, he goes to school and he helps uh, like a club president uh, fix their heater in their club room. Uh, but he's like, oh, can you step outside? Because I got to do magic and you're not allowed to see it. Uh, and, you know, he repairs it doing his low-level magic. Uh, it's not invisible. He just closes his eyes and, like, understands the machine. It's like, he could have done that in front of people. Yeah, that's true. He also yeah. just has to... He doesn't even fix it with magic. No, he just understands oh, the yeah, like, he circuitry. he diagnoses the problems. Yeah. yeah. I guess... It does make sense that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm here to hix- fix your heater. And then you just start feeling it up with your eyes closed. And you go like, oh, yes. That might not be great for your case. Yeah, he asked him to leave not because he'd see the magic, but because he just gets real weird with machines. And, like, that's private time. <laughs> <laughs> this is my alone time. <laughs> oh, when I'm in the zone, sometimes I uh, subconsciously dirty talk. And I, uh, you can't be around for that. <laughs> That you little heater? Does that feel nice? <laughs> Someone's got a bad coil. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we gotta uh, be careful, or else we'll have uh, to start making people pay for this. Uh, right. <laughs> Check out our Patreon for not safe for work. <laughs> Check out our Patreon for our erotic audio role plays. <laughs> you God, know how I I'm... wish there was a better place for <laughs> like behind the paywall content like this. Oh, what <laughs> site could that be? Listener, uh, you know how I'm usually pretty uh, conservative and safe for work uh, on this podcast? We got the After Dark podcast where we really cut loose. <laughs> hey, that's actually a really good idea. Don't let me near that. I'll, I got problems as it is. Hey, we need Patreon <laughs> ideas. I think that sounds great. Let's continue with this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yes, let's move on and protect my career in children's media. So, uh, we- <laughs> Uh, we see a teacher, oh, late to class, she's young and quirky, great. Um, again, scrolling through what is <laughs> even worth talking about in this episode. She's so played by Zoe D. Chanel, no. <laughs> uh, he's at school, he passes by the girl we see summoning in the beginning, 
and uh, in his brain he's like, oh, that's uh, odd. I just saw her name in my notes. Sorry, I changed my Rin. notes Rin. format from actual pen and paper to the 21st century in my phone. And <laughs> uh, all the text looks the same, and I'm lost. Okay. Um, it's Rin. Rin Tosaka. Rin. Rin Tosaka. There we go. Thank you. Sounds like Tosaka. That's how I remembered it. Oh, no. After Dark uh, Podcast. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, we know Brendan Shtick for the rest of the episode. He's going to be plugging this new business venture that uh, we now have to deal with. Okay. Um, we see Rin on the top of the school with uh, the blonde boy, uh, who she just calls Archer, because that's his archetype. Because uh, he's an archer. Yeah. Um, we never see him with a bow or an arrow, but he's an archer. Uh, but he's got those special eyes, Brendan. Mm. Um, the brand. So uh, they're on the roof and they're like, oh, yes, enemies. Don't know where they are. Cool. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, because you're an archer. You're not You're not a mage. You're not a, a sorcerer class. So your, your uh, ability scores for checking, uh, locating enemies is lower. Just a bunch of jargon that doesn't need. They, they're, hey, no enemies are here. Done. That, that's what they said. They showed up and they're like, wow, there sure aren't people for us to fight right now. This, I, I forget what, it, you had a complaint about another series that felt like it was made to be a, like an RPG, like a game. That's what this feels like. Mm. Like, I think it started as a light novel and became a game, but it feels like it was made with a game in mind, first and foremost. Yeah, trying to, we have more class rule information and the cool RPG kind, not the like bad uh, society kind. Uh, and, uh, we barely have information on, you know, the character. He's like, yeah, I, I'm magic, I guess, but what, what am I doing? We don't know. Um, so um, they talk more about how Emya has like a strong sense of justice because uh, you know, he, uh, everyone he knew got blown up when he was a child. So uh, he's like, yeah, let me uh, protect people. But uh, uh, Papa Emya was like, oh, when you save one life, oftentimes it means you have to sacrifice another. Uh, really filling in the uh, with great powers comes great responsibility stuff of, oh, you uh, don't 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 be a hero, son. Um <laughs> Can't save everyone, so why save anyone? Thanks, yeah. Dad. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's walking home from work. He, see, he gets some bad vibes because there's, like, curfews since there's so much random violence popping up. He sees a blonde girl, uh, and she says, oh, yeah, You better summon someone fast or you're gonna die. Whoo. What? Anyways, so we move on. Spooky little Russian nothing, girl. Yeah, nothing <laughs> comes of it. Great. Uh, Pays off in two episodes, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, so more talk about his hero complex. Uh, Miss Fujimura is like, hey, uh, you're you're a, a a boy with no sense of direction in your life and a strong sense of justice. You should join the military. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yikes. Um. So the girls leave after dinner for the night, and he starts doing some magic, uh, remembering Papa Emya, telling him, telling him for the first time, "Oh, I'm a mage. Oh, uh, this is a secret. It should only be used to help others." Uh, and then we see Rin and Archer on a city roof again, looking. And they're like, "Wow, we have great visibility up here. Not great visibility of enemies, because again, we don't see any." <laughs> and then. He's like, oh, I can see the bolts on that bridge. See, I'm like magic. Anyways, we're going to do great things in this town. And the episode ends and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of anything that, that you missed. Yeah. That's it's a good first episode. Really, really ropes you in, really sinks your teeth in you and bites your leg off and runs off with it. And yeah. again, I cannot stress this enough. I skipped a lot of him just <laughs> walking around doing normal guy stuff. Yeah. So, in the beginning of episode two, we do start with clips of the very important things that happened in the last episode. <laughs> Here's a spark notes. Um, it was half a second long. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
So episode two for, formally starts with a flashback. We see Rin is given a necklace. Uh, her dad is leaving. She knows he will never come back. He's probably going to die because he's going to fight in the previous Holy Grail War, which we know ends in big fire. Um, so in the present, she's sitting in bed looking at her necklace. She wanted to summon the Saber Servant and had been practicing the spell for 10 years, but instead she got the archer. Boo. Um, They're having tea. She says, I'm not disappointed that I summoned you, but I am disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you're here because I can't get rid of you now, but also... (laughs) You are not what I asked for. (laughs) You are better than nothing. I will say that confidently. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So she says it's important that he knows his real history, his real identity, but he says his memories are jumbled because of the way he was summoned. And again, also passive aggressively is like, not that it's your fault, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This girl's like the token, like perfectionist, like sort of student. She's like, I, I studied this magic for the last decade and I still fucked up the summoning spell. It's like, how good are you? (laughs) Like, yeah, that's true. Um, she so, hasn't fixed a single heater so far, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know about her. We see that other guy the doing... only standards of magic I know so far. <laughs> <laughs> He's being actually useful. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, she says that knowing his true identity would help her make a strategy, and he says, oh, you're, you're a strong master, I can tell. We're going to be fine. Um, she says the upside is that the others won't know his real identity either. So the whole thing is that, like, these classes of characters are, like, versions of historical figures, I think. Real or fictional, maybe. I don't know. Shrugs. Shrugs. (laughs) I'm fairly certain that the Saber character, which is, like, the blonde girl that everybody knows, I think she's, like, King Arthur or something. Like, some... Uh, I have no idea. uh, Um, And we don't find out, so... (laughs) Why are we speculating? Yeah. So Rin says that the upside is that the other people in the Holy Grail War won't know his identity either. And seven masters have to be chosen for the war to begin, and they have to summon their servants. Uh, We get breakfast banter between Sakura Shiro and uh, the teacher lady. Uh, He walks to school with Sakura. He tells her she doesn't have to come on weekends, whatever. Um... They walk into school, and Sakura notices that his hand is bleeding. <gasps> Whoa! He says he's fine. It's probably nothing. It wasn't. <gasps> uh, they run into another girl as they walk in. She's a girl from the archery club. She asks Shiro if... Shiro is Emiya, but I heard his name is Shiro, so that's what I'm calling him. Um, she asks him to keep an eye on Shinji, who's like in the boys' archery club, and he's being an asshole. Uh, Archery Girl says that Shinji is probably mad because he got turned down by Rin the other day. So that's a little relevant. <laughs> um, let's see. He talks to Shinji in a stairwell, but it isn't very fruitful. He says some shit about sh- uh, Shiro doing blue collar labor. <laughs> Just some, you, you love to see a high school classism. Mm-hmm. It's real cool. Absolutely. Um, school happens... Rin is being dramatic in her window seat. Uh, She senses that an enemy is close and like she communicates telepathically to Archer. um, And he thinks that whoever it is, is waiting for an opportunity to attack. Uh, Shiro is leaving school after affixing a TV for the glasses guy, the club president guy and runs into Shinji and Shinji's like, Hey, you're a fucking pushover. Come clean the dojo for me. (laughs) So he does. He hears Shinji have this conversation with all these girls he's leaving with, being like, yeah, he's such a fucking sucker. And the girls are like, stop it, he can hear you. And Shiro's just standing there smiling. And I'm like, hey, maybe, like, get it together. I mean, if I had something plot relevant to be doing right now, (laughs) I'd be doing that. But I don't, so I barely know the events of this show are happening right now. You fully you you take the job. You say you'll clean the dojo for him, and then you just fucking bail because it's idea. his responsibility. So yeah, um, he, he reminded me of Gary Oak from Pokemon with like just mm. the crowd of women at like as they laugh. But at least Gary was just a dick. He wasn't a classist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So Shiro's cleaning late into the evening and Rin is still there on the roof of the school waiting for the enemy to arrive. He arrives looking for a fight. He's the Lancer servant. Uh, He's got a dumb haircut. (laughs) Short cropped hair and one of really thin long rat tail. It's like a mullet, but no fun. (laughs) Um, I've never heard of a sadder thing. (laughs) Business in the front, business in the back. It's all around. Um... So Rin hops, hops off of the roof. Archer follows. Uh, so does Lancer. Time for a fight. Shiro hears it and goes outside to check it out. They're really just going at it. Um, Shiro remembers that the murder was probably done by a long blade. That's the speculation. So he's like, it's probably this guy. <laughs> um, Shiro runs into the building, but not before the Lancer guy sees him, and he follows Shiro inside and says that because he saw the fight, he's gotta die. So he gets stabbed. Rip Shiro. Uh, Honestly, I kind of respect Lancer. uh Hey, you gotta die. And then kills him. He doesn't, like, monologue at him for half the episode. He just gets it done. Yeah. Good for him. Efficient. Yeah, we love a (laughs) (laughs) go-getter. Um, so Shiro's lying there dying, and he's just so upset that he wasn't able to save anybody during his lifetime. Uh, Rin comes in, sees that it's Shiro, and is, like, very upset by that. So she takes off her necklace and stands over him and casts a spell and heals him. Wow. Um, he remembers his promise to his father again that if he were ever a mage that he would save people, and then he wakes up. Great. He just goes home after that. <laughs> well, guess. guess I'll go home. <laughs> I already died. I can't do that again. Uh-huh. Um, and he thinks, those guys that were fighting didn't seem normal. Not just people. And I was like, what was your first guess? Did you see their <laughs> outfits? Their hair? They were serving. Of course they're not normal <laughs> They <people>. looked amazing. <laughs> um, he remembers that someone brought him back to life, but not who... Back at home with Rin and Archer, they don't know who Lancer's master is. They weren't there. Um, Archer is upset that Rin used her necklace to heal Shiro, and outsiders aren't supposed to see any battles, so Shiro should be dead. Um, And even though he's alive now, Lancer will follow him home and kill him anyway. And surprise, he did just that. (laughs) No way. Um, So to defend himself... uh, (laughs) Shiro uses a sheet metal poster that we saw before, uh, and Lancer hops down and says he's mad he's gotta kill him again. Lance says there's a faint sense of magical power coming from Shiro, and then we see it looks like Rin and Archer are on their way to help him. Uh, Shiro and Lancer fight. Lancer bests him and says it's possible that he's the seventh, but he's gotta die. So you don't even know, you don't even need to know what that means. And then we see that Shiro has a mark on his hand and he summons the saber servant, the blonde girl with armor that everybody loves so much. (laughs) She's great. She's great. And uh, so she's there now and uh, Shiro's looking at her and he's like, I'm not speechless because I just did big magic. I'm (laughs) speechless because she's so beautiful. Loser. (laughs) And that's episode two. Again, the girl that studied magic for the last decade screws up the summoning circle. This guy. This guy. Fix a Felix over here. (laughs) Draws the summoning circle with his mind, I guess. It just appears. This is and a Luke gets, Skywalker. This is an Anakin Skywalker. This is you just they just fucking get it, you know? They, just, they have it. They have it. Rin doesn't have it. Except boys he also are better at magic confirmed by this. Boys show. are better okay. at magic. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Except he also doesn't have it because he only knows one type of ma anyway, it just It's stuff like this where it's just like the protagonist with like the plot armor and skill. It's like, why try to be good at anything? Just be born right. <laughs> uh, I also need to loudly say, I'm just kidding about that, because I realized I said, 
uh, I realized I said I'm next to uh, the wall that borders uh, my neighbors, and they're a <laughs> pair of married magicians. And I just <gasps> said loudly that boys are better than magic, and I really don't that didn't go bad for me right now in my personal out of podcast life. So if I just ruin this relationship with my <laughs> new neighbors over this goddamn podcast over a nonchalant thing I just said about this goddamn show, I swear to God. I wish they were my neighbors. That sounds so great. Helly's weird. <laughs> they just knock on your door at, at like 10 p.m. and are like, do you want to see a card trick? <laughs> Can I borrow a cup I of sugar? Wish. Oh, it's behind your ear. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I've got everywhere. You didn't mention a cup. Oh, man. <laughs> I do love magicians. Anyway. I just want your neighbor to be like, hey, I heard you saying some sexist shit about magicians. Uh, hope you enjoy a thousand doves in your apartment all the time. <laughs> uh, just a scarf coming out of my like dryer vent <laughs> that just never ends. Just never ends. <laughs> For long, I pull it. <laughs> uh. Anyway, episode three. Let's get to it. Uh, starts off with Saber confirming that uh, Shiro's her master and she's her, his servant. And they formed an accord. Cool. And then she runs off to fight Lancer outside. And uh, once outside, they start fighting, and she has an invisible sword. And Lancer calls her a coward for not revealing her noble phantasm. Ooh. Fuck that is. Um, and he's like, yeah, we all know you're a saber. You got a sword. You're using a saber as a weapon. She's like, why would you think that? Which, to be fair, we saw an archer using swords the last two episodes. Like, I guess... Uh, but she bl- tries to bluff and say, like, it could be an axe. It could be you know, a halberd. It could be a number of weapons. It could be a bow, and I'm just using it incorrectly. Like, yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, and Lancer says he's got to get serious, and he, he powers up, and he, like, goes into KO Ken. He goes Super Saiyan 1, whatever. Um, and he calls out the name of his weapon, which I found out is Celtic, and it's a different name. What mm. I heard was Gay Bulge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. looked up the name. It's Gay Bulge. It's pretty damn close to Gay Bulge. <laughs> We're going to keep saying Gay Bulge. I'm going to keep saying. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing a very tight outfit. Um, so, as far as I can tell, he, it was just stabbing with the lance again, like every other time he's done it. But this time it was glowing red and was fatal, I guess. And after he yells out the name of it, uh, Saber is able to figure out his identity and say he's a famous Irish fighter uh, that has, like, a particular spear. And I guess that's the name of his spear, is Gay Bulge. Um, <laughs> if he, he says, uh, according to the rules, that uh, if someone figures out your identity, you have to fight them to the death. <sighs> I feel like if that's the rule, you shouldn't be na- yelling out the name of your very infamous spear, or Lance. Mm. He could have just not said it. Uh, and then after he says that if you find out their identity, you have to fight them to the death, he just leaves. So I guess that's not a strict rule. I'll see you later. Yeah. But also, everyone gets a freebie, so this doesn't count. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to establish this is a finite rule, and then it's just like, eh, fuck it, and then ignores the rule. Um, after he leaves, we see Saber's armor kind of heal a bit on its own, and then they formally introduce themselves uh, Saber and Shiro uh, and Saber can tell he isn't a typical type of master only imagine why Uh, and then we see Shiro's got a weird red tattoo on his hand now uh, and it starts to sting and his arm tenses up and Saber asks him to heal her uh, before she goes running after him to finish off the fight Uh, apparently her armor can heal itself but the wound underneath didn't she needs him to heal her for that Uh, he can't do it because he's an idiot. And then she runs off the fight anyway. And as uh, she runs down the alleyway, she runs into Archer. <laughs> Again, the girl who spent ten years summoning a guy did it wrong. He's still a formidable servant. Uh, gets fucking just stomped to death by Saber in like a second off screen that we don't even see. Um, by the time we see Shiro catch up to them, Archer's like disappearing. <laughs> like returning to the bulk of all. Because he got his ass handed to him. Rip. So I, I really don't know how good Archer is. He has failed at every <laughs> turn. Introduced in the ending of the first episode being like, we're going to do great things in this town. I'll be dead in an episode and a half. <laughs> it, I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe he should use a bow instead of swords. I don't know. Um, <laughs> once Archer's gone, Saber's like, cool, now I can murder the master, which is 
Rin uh, Tatsuki. Uh, Tatsuka. Rin. Um, and Shiro runs in uh, as Rin is throwing another red gem at her. I guess that's where her magic is. <laughs> Saber just like punches it out of the air and it turns to dust. So again, <laughs> how good is she at magic? Not very. Uh, Shiro stops her from fighting and Saber is reluctant saying like, it's a master and a servant. We're in the holy war. We got to fight. And Rin kind of calls her out, like, oh, a servant disobeying a master? I thought sabers were notoriously loyal. And it kind of gives her pause and makes sabers stop. Uh, so after they stop, Rin goes back to Shiro's house and fixes all the damages like they had when Lancer attacked. And uh, this is where Shiro re- reveals that he doesn't know magic beyond the reinforcement spells. The the spells he can, like, analyze. Not even technology. He analyzed, like, a fucking lead pipe earlier. <laughs> So I guess just analyzes anything of what its makeup is, and then can like I guess strengthen it. I um, love when he does his magic, and he's like activated. It it looks like a weird grid, like on electrical, like on a motherboard or something. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says uh, she's surprised that so and so inept was able to summon saber. Same. <laughs> and then I think we were all surprised by that. <laughs> I think we can all agree the writing of the show doesn't quite make sense. Uh, and. <laughs> Then she starts explaining about the Holy Grail War. She says that there are seven masters chosen every few decades. They all get servants that they are able to command using the seal on their hands. Uh, And the seal is made up of three different commands. So uh, she says they are able to command their servant to do something against their will using those commands. But it uses up the command once they do it. So she says always make sure you have that last one in case, you know, you have to force someone to do something against their will. I don't know. That was a weird... Weird way of putting it. Mm. Um, and uh, she see, uh, she sees that Saber ha- hasn't fully materialized. And Saber says that it's because Shiro doesn't have enough magic and he's bad at it. So she can't go into her spirit form like Archer did earlier. And that because of that, she'll be slow to heal. So she's hindered a lot by Shiro not being good at it. Uh, and then Rin says that they'll go to see the man overseeing the whole Holy Grail War. Uh, the supervisor for the war. And they end up going to a large church. Saber says it's better for her to stay outside to protect them. So she dips out. Uh, Rin goes inside and says, uh, the priest here is also a magus, 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 magi. They pronounce it different in every fucking anime we've ever watched. <laughs> and it, it's never wizard. the same twice. W- wizard. Wizard. Spellboy. And uh, she says he's also her teacher. Because he was one of her father's pupils, so they've been they've known each other a long time, and they hate each other. And we see it's a long-haired priest we got at the beginning of episode one, who kind of gave just like the backstory with like the explosion ten years ago and stuff. So uh, he's getting tied in now. He doesn't seem bad or creepy at all. <laughs> when has a priest ever been bad? Am I right, folks? <sighs> we love and- God here. <laughs> we all have uncomplicated feeling <laughs> and we see uh, uh, Rin introduces Shiro to the priest saying like oh this is Shiro I forget his last name already and when she says his last name the priest like smirks and we get like a black and white static like cutaway of his face so it's like ah he clearly knows some shit about Shiro's dad <laughs> or what happened ten years ago uh but we don't get into that right now. He says Shiro can't just walk away from being a master once he's chosen. And if he truly if he truly wants an out, if he truly wants to get out of this holy war and not be involved and just be a regular kid, he has to win the whole fucking thing, which I think is hilarious. Because that's not an <laughs> out, man. That's not, that's not what you just said. Um, but he says if he wins the holy grail, he can make a wish on it and it'll come true. He can oh. even wish to go back in time before this all started. But if we know anything about time travel, he'll just repeat it. So it's a <gasps> pointless wish. It's just uh, like Future Diary. <laughs> I love that show. Anyway, I, I hate that show so much. <laughs> it drove me fucking insane. Um, but yeah, he says if he gets the Holy Grail, he can just wish it all away and wish himself out of this holy war. Uh, and that the war is a series of battles between masters and servants. A lot of info dump in this fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they are chosen by a ritual to determine who is worthy of the Holy Grail. Servants are either legends or historical figures that resemble spirits and are summoned to summoned by the Holy Grail itself to fight for it. 
uh, Saber can't go into her spirit form because of Shiro's inability with magic. Shiro asks why they have to kill over the Holy Grail, why they can't just share it. Ah, the naivety of a young child. Why can't we Uh, all just be friends? (laughs) No, blood and murder. Uh, And the priest says that the Grail dictates the whole war. So I guess it's also sentient, and it chooses people that will fight over it. I don't know. This explanation kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do we have to fight over it? It's like, I don't know. People who love to fight just get picked a lot. So, like, uh. <laughs> and uh, Rin says that there's no rule that says you have to kill all the other masters. Uh, the only true objective is your servant has to be the last remaining servant. So because they're not technically people, we don't have to respect them, and they can all die. But the masters themselves don't have to die. So if Shiro wants to avoid killing, he doesn't have to kill the other people. But the priest points out that masters are squishy and soft. They're the Pokemon trainers. They do nothing. So the easiest way to stop a servant is to kill the master. So mm-hmm. that tends to be just the easier way to fight this battle royale. Uh, and uh, they say if a servant is freed, if they are disbanded from the pact with their master, if the master dies... Another master can swoop in and take control of them. Again, it's just Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> and they have to use one of their command seals they have. So they only got three. So I guess you can have up to two other servers as well. And have your big historical fighty throuple. Uh, the priest says that this is the fifth time the city has hosted the Holy Grail War. Which is hilarious to me. <laughs> Why? This random city in Japan. Um... Because it's very closely associated with uh, Christian history, of course. That's of where course. it would be, Brendan. All of the course. Anglo-Saxon <laughs> uh, historical and mythical figures loved Japan. <laughs> As we know from the religious text, uh, 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 St. Young Men, uh, uh, Jesus did spend time you know in what? Japan, and that's probably brought over his grail. So that's true. It makes more sense than anything else here. So yeah, I'll take it. Um, and he says uh, the past Holy Grail wars have been particularly brutal. Uh, I don't know why. It's called a war. It's not known for being soft. Uh, and he says ever since the Third Holy Grail War in the city, the Council of Magi uh, appointed a supervisor which was the priest's father, and now is the priest. And Shiro points out that if the Holy Grail grants wishes, that they can just wish to erase the rules that they broke earlier. So the rules are kind of pointless? And the priest is like, yeah, kinda. It's like, okay, cool. (laughs) But I like the bloodshed. (laughs) It's it's so weird. Uh, And Shiro says the war has nothing to do with him, he doesn't want to be involved. The priest says that 10 years ago, the Grail came in contact with someone who was unworthy and chose not to fight. Uh, and that's what caused the huge fire that uh, left Shiro the sole survivor of. So, basically saying, like, yeah, you don't have to fight, but someone else might get it and blow up another town like you were in. Uh, the priest says another man, yeah, another man tried to fight in the, or tried not to fight in the Holy Grail. He tried avoiding it and trying to be a pacifist. And when he finally got the Grail, it rejected him. <laughs> so, again, like, you cannot fight. But you will just die. Like, it is it is an option, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the man who didn't fight was... The man that didn't fight was this priest. And that's why he's the supervisor now. Somehow Shiro just figured that out. He was just like, hey, that was you. And the priest is just like, you got it, bud. <laughs> hey, you know a lot about this thing, but you don't actually do or contribute anything to it? Yeah, I'm a supervisor. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, Shiro... Co- confirms his interest in the Holy Grail War because he was basically threatened into it uh, by saying if you don't there's just going to be another firebombing so Priest says for virtue to prevail an evil must be defeated and his noble aspirations and despicable desires are coming from the same source I don't know why I wrote that down I thought it would be important for something (laughs) sure shit was not I commend you for uh, your accuracy (laughs) <laughs> I made the same mistake with the whole first episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, they leave the church. They go back home. Shiro thanks Rin for helping them out. And then the little Russian girl appears again. And she's like, ha ha ha, time to fight. And uh, she's just got this giant hulking figure behind her that looks like that one Sakura girl from Danganronpa. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, they, I guess that's her servant and they're going to fight next episode. But that's episode three. Huh. It's um, 
this was, kind of a shorter episode this week. <laughs> this was really boring, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, a good chuckle out of Gay Bulge. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> the peak, that's the peak for me. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I really understood why there were so many series of uh, this because, boy, the pacing is really set up for you to take three series to tell one story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if they're telling a lot of stories because I looked up a little bit because God knows the three episodes here didn't really lock in any information for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it changes around a bit. Like, spoiler for other Fate Stay st- stuff, uh, Lancer ends up becoming the servant for Rin at one point. Oh. Uh, so it seems just like, you know, there's a running joke with Shonen stuff that like, ah, the tournament arc, because every series has one. It seems like that's what this whole series is. Mm. It just seems like the tournament series. Yeah. So. Well, you all know I love a death game, but this one <laughs> that is true. made it not fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I don't know, like maybe it gets more fun, but yeah. there was just like nothing in these first three episodes. And I also, Shiro, and it makes sense if this is a visual novel, Shiro is one of those characters that's just like a self-insert character of like, yeah. oh, he's just a typical normal boy, but he has immense power. That could be me, right? I bet I have something boiling special deep inside me. And I just want to say, you don't. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. <laughs> that was mean. Sorry. Hey, uh, listener, there is something special deep inside you. It's not world-saving. You, you probably are just good at, like, coding. Yeah. yeah. Maybe God, take a class. Maybe you could bake or something. Or maybe you're still over 30 and still try to use telekinesis sometimes. I don't know. Some, you know, Maybe one day. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, that is universal. We all still try the force just to make sure. Yeah, you know what? It might kick in on a random day. Um, <laughs> it's something I... Weird sense I'm about to say. It's something I appreciated about Monster Masumi, where it's like, here's a bland, generic, <laughs> boring protagonist, and they didn't bother to act like he wasn't that. But, yeah. like, these older shows that are like, no, he's a unique character. It's like, no, he is not. He is. Personification of white bread. He is. Bill. Yeah. Uh, and I don't necessarily think this is bad. It's very 2006 anime, though. Mm. Which isn't good. Especially in hindsight. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure as this goes on and there are more servants and fighting, like, I'm sure that's very exciting and... I don't know, that is fairly interesting that, like, Rin takes on Lancer as a servant later. Like, ooh, cool. But I don't uh, care. (laughs) I don't like any of these characters. (laughs) So I'm not invested in their story. Yeah, you know uh, JoJo is popular because when they're like, hey, we have guys who are basically weapons, they make them unique and interesting. And Mm. don't just slap a archetype that is used in anything fantasy related to the point where it's so bland it's really more of a placeholder than an actual archetype because like archer went when when do the bow (laughs) (laughs) not in the first three episodes i can tell you that much Uh, yeah so like already you're not using the archetype that you're trying to use Maybe just go personality instead. I think they were leaning into that, kind of playing like, he's got amnesia, and he thinks he's an archer, but he's actually short sword or dagger or something. But boy, howdy, do I not care about that character at all, and I don't care why he doesn't use a bow. So it's just like, again, we've seen so much worse in this podcast. Yeah. But this is very 2006, so I'm just like, eh. Yeah. If you like this, I'm so happy for you. So happy you found value in this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, this Fate Stay Night, because who, yeah. yeah, who knows if we'll watch a different one. This one wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. Nah, hey, uh, multiple stellar. listeners, multiple <laughs> listeners. Hey, we love you. Uh, we love that you love this show. Um, we are coming to it too late, and I know yeah. what you're saying. Uh, that of one of those multiple listeners. Hey, try a recent one. We'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> this 
This hasn't, no promises. This wasn't the best first impression. Listen, I love a visual novel series, or a light novel series. It's called Do Ra Ra <laughs> They tore me a new asshole for that one. So don't, you're not alone, listener. We all have bad taste sometimes. It's okay. I love Future Diary, and I mean that. God. So, like, I know it's bad. I know it's fucking terrible, but that's why I love it. I, and you have to embrace that, you know? I can see why you like it. It just physically hurt me to watch. Yeah, that's the fun part. <laughs> that's why I finished Gilmore Girls, and I'm watching the sequel series. It's because I Fair. hate myself. Well, listener, if there's a Gilmore Girl-like <laughs> series of anime you would like us to Careful watch, please uh, uh, send that to our email, arewebthereyet at gmail.com, or reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, arewebthereyet on all of them. And I just want to say I really have a lot of respect for all of the women in magic uh, in uh, society today. <laughs> And I just need to say that loudly and uh, without uh, purpose. Anyways, sorry, uh, uh, D. If you want to find me on social media and DM me about how terrible Lorelai and Rory Gilmar are, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Honey Period D, or on Twitter at Honey D Eight and Honey D Art. And Honey is spelled H U N N I E. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. Stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I also did. It's got a four four hundred twenty episode backlog because we. Uh, and you can also find me supporting uh, the wide assortment of female magicians, unprompted, like Margaret Steele, uh, big fan, <laughs> or Madam. Oh, oh, I picked the Madam Adalia Lad Herman. You definitely because, knew that one off off the cranium, off the dome. Yep. Mm hmm. Because I don't hate female magicians. Stands in the camera. <laughs> this is an audio medium, so that goes unregistered. Thank you to Camille Rowley <laughs> for our artwork. Thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Rory Gilmore slept with a married man. Yeah? She knew that! <laughs> <laughs>